Do you pick a word for your year? Do you find it helps you stay focused on one purpose for the year? Or why do you choose one? What does it help you accomplish? Why don't you choose one if you don't? Well, today we're going to talk about just that. What is the hype of picking a word? What can it help you do? Why do I do it? And how you can too if you haven't already. Cheers to 2022. Welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and through this podcast, I'm on a mission to help you step into the fire of refinement so God can mold and transform you into a woman ready to step into your calling and crush your goals his way. I do this by helping you overcome your mental barriers through a faith-based approach of building inner strength and resilience. Each episode, I will bring you thought process, productivity tips, and inspirational stories from everyday people, all so you can live intentionally and move forward confidently with the gifts God has given you. As a running enthusiast, I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey winner, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. I am so glad that you are tuning in today. I'm your host, Gabe Cox, and I am talking about my word for the year. I am hoping that you get something out of picking a word as well. It's not something you have to do. It's just something fun. And there's a few reasons that I do it and why I think it's beneficial. The first reason is because it helps me focus. So focus is a good word when it comes to actually taking action on your goals and your intentions, your resolutions. And in order to focus, you have to know and have a clear idea of what you're doing. And having a word for the year helps me do that. It helps me to really focus on what I feel called to do, what I feel God pulling me to do. And it just kind of brings me back to hone in on the one thing, the important thing. The second reason why I do a word for the year is intention. It's similar to focus, but really what it helps me do is to be intentional in the schedule that I create and the activities that I book or the actions that I take. So having that word in front of me helps me to decide, will this activity or will this appointment or will this whatever I'm trying to add to my schedule be beneficial to what the most important thing is and to what I feel called to do or what my purpose is. And if I say no to that, then usually I say no to that activity. And that's kind of how I decide, should I say yes or should I say no? Because I used to always say yes. We'll talk about that later. But intention is important. And if you have a word in front of you, um, you know, it could be a couple words. It could be a phrase, just something to think about that you want to really dive into this year. It'll help you make decisions based off of that word. The third reason that I like to do a word for the year is action. Really what happens is keeping that word in front of me helps me to take action on those important things. It really helps me to, like we talked about in intention, focus in on will this get me closer to what I'm supposed to be doing or will it take me further away? Will it just be a distraction? And um, when you eliminate those distractions, as many as you can, some are unavoidable, but when you eliminate them, you really have the time to take the action on the important things. 
And having that word in front of you really helps you to hone in on that. So those are the three reasons that I like to choose a word. I like it because it helps me focus, it gives me intentionality, and it helps me take action. So I'd love to hear if that, if you resonate with any of those or if there's another reason why or why not you pick those a word for a year. So um, my word this year is simply. Now, I didn't, I didn't plan on doing a word this year, to be honest, but when I was sitting quietly and journaling and praying about the next year, this is the word that came to mind. It was simply. And I was like, well, that's kind of strange because I feel like I've simplified my life as much as I can because in the last couple of years, I have done that. But what I really heard clearly is simply, essentially this statement, how can I blank simply? So it's almost like taking everything through that lens to say, how can I do this more simply? And, you know, I was thinking about that and all the things that I have planned, all the goals that I have. And I was thinking, how can I finish and publish my book simply? How can I create quality podcast content simply? How can I simply be present? How can I simply create? Those are two things I really want to do. I want to be present with my family. I want to be present with you all. I really want to be present where I am. And I love creating, but how do I do that simply? How do I not get in my head? How do I not get writer's block? How do I not do this? How do I do this simply? So I love the idea of even simply live or live simply, right? Those are some little key phrases, but they kind of mean different things. Simply live means let's not live in fear. I feel like the last couple of years, a lot of us have lived in fear. Why not just simply live? Because we don't know how long we have. Let's live our life to the fullest. So simply live or live simply, which really means to me like eliminating the distractions, eliminating the clutter and really just living a life of simplicity so you can have the white space and the perp and and work toward that purpose that you feel called to. You know, so like I was saying in the beginning, I was working to simplify over the last couple of years, probably since really 2018. Um after I broke my ankle, I felt called to simplify my life because my schedule was crazy. My schedule was all over the place. I did not have time to breathe. I was not present. I definitely have mom guilt from it, but if you like, it's almost like an onion. I'm piece by piece, layer by layer, peeling it off to make it more simple. Well, this, this year, I feel like I've simplified as much as I can for the most part. Um, I still run a full life because I am in a season where my kids are older and they have activities and my boys are in gymnastics two times a day. So they have two practices. They go six days a week. And my youngest is in wrestling. And so after gymnastics, we do wrestling. So it's like we're going here and there. Um, But all the other things aside, I have simplified my roles and simplified my schedule and created boundaries and different things so that I can still do those things. Um, And so as I'm thinking about simply, why do I still need this word if I've simplified everything I can? Well, what came to me is that it's about creating systems and routines that will work for the season I'm in. You know, a couple of my goals is to stop work at a certain time in the day. 
when my youngest gets home from school. I'd like that to be my stopping point. I, I've worked to get off social media and I'd like to continue that, get off of it as much as I can. Like I like being on there, but I really don't scroll too much. I like to post. I like to do things, but I'm really on there maybe 10 minutes a day. I'm not on there on the weekend when I can help it. And granted, I am on there for work. So there's that. But um, I also want to create more white space by eliminating some TV because one of my favorite things to do actually, I don't even know if it's a favorite thing to do. It might be just a habit is at the end of the day, I'm just tired. So I watch a show or a movie or whatever. And I've gotten into the habit of doing that a little bit too much where I would like to just have that white space where I can just sit, sit on the couch with a cup of hot coffee. Oh wait, not coffee, but tea (laughs) or hot chocolate and um, just sit and think or sit and journal or read or, you know, play a game with the kids and things like that. So um, that is one of the things that I think of when I think of simply, how can I simply create more white space so I can be present, right? Um, How can I simply create more white space so I can create and dream and plan? Because that stuff doesn't happen if you don't make time for it, if you don't simplify enough to be able to do it. Those things are the things that go on the back burner because of all the worries of the day. Uh, I read a book uh, actually a couple years ago, probably when I started the simplifying uh, in 2018, called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And the subtitle is How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. A friend recommended it to me, and I read it, and I said, oh my goodness, this has been my heart cry for so long because I spent years, like literally years, probably since high school, just in a hurry, always going from one thing to another, hurry, hurry, hurry. I can never catch up. I can never keep up. And this book changed my perspective. It helped me to see that life isn't meant to be lived in a hurry. It really isn't. In our world, I feel like in America, we take advantage of a lot of things and We're always, we have this microwave mentality and everything has to be done fast. And we have to book as much as we can, put as much in our day as possible, get everything in. And I'd rather have quality over quantity. And so this book was amazing to help me just clear my mind of the clutter and to help me realize that hurry is actually an enemy. What John does in this book, he asks himself a question, which I think we all can relate to. Who am I becoming? And I know I've asked myself that before, especially in my busy lives. Like, what is the purpose of what I'm doing? Who am I becoming? Am I becoming who I want to be? And it was a pressing question for himself, even though outwardly he looked successful as a pastor of a large and growing church, but he struggled with this question inwardly in the busyness of life. Life just got to be in a hurry for him. And one day a mentor shared these words with him. Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life. Isn't that amazing? Ruthlessly eliminate hurry from your life. Hurry is the great enemy of the spiritual life. Did you know hurry could be an enemy? Hurry can be a distraction. Hurry can take you off course and keep you from doing what God wants you to do. So guess what? That's what he did. 
he ruthlessly eliminated hurry and created a simple yet fruitful life. The thing is, we don't have to be all for everybody to affect anybody, right? We can learn to sit down and still accomplish our goals. I said sit down, but really what I mean is slow down. We can learn to slow down. We can create the white space. We can simplify or simply do things and still accomplish things. We can still leave a legacy by doing that. And how much more powerful that will be because of how we're teaching those in the next generation or our kids or those around us that we can have a fruitful life, but it doesn't have to be in a hurry. It can actually be lived, like simply live, right? So live, we got to live. You can be a goal-driven person. You can really have a goal in mind. You can be productive. You can be an achiever. But you can do all those things simply and you can still be present in your home life. I think I maybe just resonated with someone. Like, have you been thinking, all I want is to be present? I feel like life is getting the best of me, that all I'm doing is working. All I'm doing is going to kids' activities, bringing kids here and there. All I'm doing is cleaning. All I'm doing is cooking. And you're feeling like it's a mundane life at the moment because all you're doing is you're in the busy, you're in the hustle, and you don't know how to slow down. You can have your goals. You can be productive. You can be an achiever. And you can do it simply while being present in your home life. The world we live in now, I feel like, gives us gives a badge of honor for busy. It really does. We compare the success of our lives to how busy we are, how much we're involved in, how much martyr status we have. Have you been a martyr before? Have you felt so much self-pity for yourself for everything that you have to do for everyone else? I know I've done that. <laughs> I I get in my moments where I'm like, I have to do this and I have to do that and I have to do this and I don't get to do anything for myself. And, you know, it's the self-pity that we have. Now, have you ever been in a conversation? (laughs) Because I know I've been in these conversations. And I'm usually the one one one-upping the other person because I feel like I have the busiest life ever. Actually, I don't anymore, but I used to be like that. Have you ever been in a conversation where you shared what you had going on in your week and the other person essentially one-upped you with her schedule? But then you came up with a few more things that you had going on to top that, and it just kind of went up on from there. And really, all you've realized is that you're both so busy. Like, really. For some reason, we think that we have to do it all or that we aren't living our purpose if we're not bogged down in a schedule full of menial tasks and appointments and activities. But from my own experience, I've learned it's really the opposite of that. I'm not fully able to live in my purpose when I have the enemy of hurry playing a leading role. Do you feel me? Like, do you feel like hurry has been an enemy in your life? So what's the definition of simply? I looked it up because I was like, oh, simply, it's going to be this great definition. Well, it's actually not. It's like a simple definition. It's in a plain and unadored way (laughs) or in an unambiguous way, clearly. And I'm like, oh, well, that sounds exciting. So I looked up unambiguous, which means obviously not ambiguous, but it really means no uncertainty and clear. So it sounds really unexciting, right? It's plain, it's unadorned, (laughs) but clearly 
is one of the definitions and clear. That's the clarity we're talking about. Doing things simply means you have the clarity you need to do what you need to do and not take all the detours and create the chaos in your life. You're doing things in a way that works for you in the season you're in, but not creating the chaos and the busy and the hurry. I've known what to do for years, but I've always overcomplicated it. What if I just got clear on my goals or focus? Then I could simply do it. So could you. What if you just got clear on your main focus or priorities so you could be intentional in all you do? This would automatically create simplicity into your life. That's all you'd have to do. If you got clear, you could simplify things. What if this year you realized how your passions could meet your purpose and how you could create a goal and execute it simply while staying present in your life? Simply doesn't mean without hard work. It just means you have a clear direction. You have clarity in what you're doing and you're keeping the main thing the main thing. When you have clarity, you can sift your you can shift your schedule and activities through that lens. Shift or sift, I think it would be sift, but you can sift your schedule and activities through the lens of clarity. And then you can more easily set up boundaries for yourself. And wouldn't that be a great year? Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 is my favorite passage. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Simply lean into God and allow him to lead you this year. Let God take the lead this year and be simply his. The rest will fall into place. Isn't that cool how simply can work in all different places? That's one of the things I'm working to do. Simply lean into God and allow him to lead me. That is the definition of simply, of <laughs> simple, keeping it simple, keeping it simplistic. So if you need to, you can steal simply from me for your word this year. Or if you're feeling like it would be good for you to work on as well. Or you can come up with your own. I would love to hear what your word for this year is and how you came up with it. If you want a place that you can really hone in on your intentions and create goals, set habits, and find the support you need as a mama, hop on over to our free community on Facebook and let us know what your word is this year. We'd love to have you join us as we work to use our passions to enhance our productivity and spiritual growth. You can find the group by going to www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash for the number four, Mindful Mamas. And it is for the number four, Mindful Mamas is spelled M-A-M-A-S. So I'll leave a link below in the show notes as well for you. But I would love to see you in there. I would love to hear your word for the year. And also, if you're struggling to gain clarity in your life and goals, consider booking a clarity call with me and we can strategize how to make this happen this year simply right? So let's do that. Let's create a a strategic plan for you, but a simple, simple one that you can use to be present in your life. To learn more or to book a call, just email me at gabecox at redhotmindset.com and I will get you all the details. My challenge for you this weekend is to pray over a word for yourself this year if you don't have one and to post that word somewhere you can see it daily. And then don't forget to come into the group, the Four Mindful Mamas group, and share that with us as well. You can use that 
so you are intentional in your daily routines. Use it so that you can focus, so you can find intentionality, and so that you can take action on all you are feeling led to do this year. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. This will make sure you have access to all future episodes so you don't miss any of them. If you resonated with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes or Spotify as reviews are an important part of growing this podcast. If you have any friends or family who you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to take a screenshot and share it with them. And if you're not a part of the free Mindful Mamas online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to www.redhotmindset.com to check out the show notes and find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. That's all for now. Talk with you real soon. Bye, winner.